0: The Sci Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci Fora Film Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cyphera Film Podcast. Uh, I'm Andy Walker, and uh, as per usual, I am here with my son Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello. How art thou?
1: No, I'm all right. Um, my eyebrows seem to have corrected themselves a bit by the looks of it.
0: Well, I'm glad about that.
1: Um, I'm not. They
0: corrected themselves. That's quite weird. What? Um, <sighs> I don't know. Uh, yeah.
1: Anyway, how are you, done?
0: Um I'm still a bit achy after my
1: Your athletics
0: form. and gymnastics. <laughs> <But> athletics. <laughs> Gym- my gymnastics at work the other week. But, um,
1: all are practising all their backflips, aren't
0: they? Oh, I don't. <laughs> oh, uh, my, my back is still hurting. My knee feels like I've got a golf ball under my kneecap. Oh. Just one side of it. <sighs>
1: You been to the doctors or
0: anything? Um, I mean, considering it's only a week ago, I think I'm not doing bad,
1: to be honest. No, I've got to admit like it's well it's not actually a week ago, really. For
0: Yeah, no, it's last last Thursday morning.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry, it is. So it's yeah, for it to be and you you I bet you've probably still been working.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so he's not giving it a proper enough time to rest. So I can't
0: afford not to.
1: No, I know, but this is what I'm saying. It's the fact that most people with that sort of injury would have gone, Oh, I've took a couple of days off. But the fact that you've got who you had to keep going. Right?
0: Take some painkillers and get on with it. Yeah. Right. So, anyway, uh, we are here to do this review thing as always. And this week we have, as uh, per normal, two shorts of long. So she'll get going. <laughs> yeah. The first short film is from 2022 and it is called The River. Uh, now, this is on, let me see what I'm doing, uh, Super Freak Media. Uh, writer director was <laughs> Liam Banks. Uh, the cast is Sarah Wynne Cordas, Charlie Brinknell, Karen Best, Maximilian Beresford Jackson. Uh, Juliet Strobel and the voice um uh, voices of Tonya Toesland and Chris Cox. Go the um synopsis for this film if I change my glasses so I can actually read things <laughs> says Sarah retreats to the river to escape family drama but discovers something far more disturbing lurks beneath the water. Yes. Uh, um, It's very sinister compared
1: to what he actually says on YouTube, which is just don't go in the water.
0: Yeah, well, you know, YouTube isn't the
1: I know, but that's they're, it, they're both very sinister. No matter which one you read, it's yeah. sort of just like, don't go into water. But it doesn't say why, and not what it totally explains it. But it still, doesn't make it any better.
0: No, no. Um, what do you think? Oh,
1: I really like this actually. Yeah, it was a lot of. Um, well, actually, I'll rephrase. I liked it up to a point, and it it was a certain point in the late um I, I, really liked it. I, like, there was a lot of, um, atmosphere build up in it. There was a lot of uh, use of music and even natural sounds to make like build up the tension. And yeah. I loved the angles, love some of the cam- camera, the cinematography in this was amazing. Yeah,
0: um, it's really good.
1: The acting again was amazing. A lot of time. I loved some of the work. There was one little bit that let me, back. for me personally, was just the creature they had done really well with everything else, and then the creature, it looked like a fake mask, and it's just like... Uh, if they'd done it without it, I think it would have looked better if it just been, like, a person that grabbed up.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it would have looked better, but it's just... Other than that, I was saying, it's not, like, a massively bad point for me. It's just the fact that I looked at it and went, ah. Uh, but the same, it's still an amazingly good film for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's great. I mean, if you say, the cinematography is brilliant. The use of drones and that in this was fantastic yeah and and said the camera angles where they go on the river are they kind of following her and then also going in front of her on the river it's really
1: some some of the shots they did as well from underneath 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 the water looking up what were amazingly done as well especially because by the looks of it the canal or river they're in isn't the clearest in the world no no to be able to do that and some of the shot they do with the ring drop and stuff like that i think. Cinematography and the the camera work, even the sound work to this was amazingly done.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, I agree, and the effects I think were really good. The, the, yeah. the, the lighting and sound effects, that sort of thing. I'd actually quite like to see this incorporated into a larger movie, not necessarily carrying on the story, although that could be interesting, but maybe incorporated into like an anthology of like Local myths, or, or yeah, um, so it's sort of like that you got a local area, and this myth is a, a creature that lives in the, the river, yeah, because another myth about sort of other things, yeah. So sort of, I think it would be work really well incorporated in in the middle of something else,
1: yeah, because I, I do agree because it, it can be worked on. Because even, even this story, not just what happens to her, but the little boy or little girl that's standing on the riverside, yeah, it sort of reinforces the fact that it's. It's sort of locally known.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think
1: it's just, I think it's really well done. I was saying it's just I must a say, lot I must of the, say, I, I think a lot of the effects as well, The a lot of angles they did with the, the people in the water. Yeah. Were a, amazing.
0: They were. They were really well done. It's just sort of the only, the thing that got me was that, that um, the bit you were saying about when the creature comes out and drags <laughs> them into the water, in my head, all I could see was the the end of Friday the 13th because it, it was the same sort of thing, you know. The creature comes out, up out of the water behind her, grabs her, and drags her into the water. Yeah, so it was kind of like it, it just reminded me of that.
1: Of the... Yeah, I, I, I don't get what I liked mean. about this as well. Is the fact it, it's all it's telling a story without the emphasis on what's going on, it's telling her story and the fact that she's in there for secluding this and it wants to be alone and, yeah. not, and not sort of going into the whole point of, oh, there's a dangerous monster. No, it's, and that's all built up and all told with the atmosphere.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it gradually sort of goes to yeah. that. But it starts off being a very ordinary kind of story, which yeah. works really well. I really like that. Yeah, I thought it was a really good film. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, okay, our second short film is called Incoming. Uh, this was from 2017. The writer and director is Sam Klein. I've got a feeling we've done a film by him before. I don't remember what <laughs> um The cast was uh, Kira Holing, uh, Ryan Lelly, Tyler Messner uh, and Jesse Staccato. Now, the synopsis for this says, A message of doom echoes across the depths of space. An amateur researcher hears it and listens, one word, many languages, attack. Yeah, I, I, this was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think it's a really good idea, and the story's really good. Uh, the acting's pretty good, and that. I just, um, I don't know. I felt that it was missing something, and it would be better if it was made bigger, made longer. If there was more yeah. to it.
1: Yeah, I do. I think. I do agree with you. Sorry. It's, it, it felt like I'm not, it's one of the ones that I, I'm not too sure what, but it felt like there was something missing. And I agree. I agree with you that the uh, the idea behind it and the premise behind it was amazing. It's, it's been done in different ways, but not fully like this. So I know there's been other things where you got a, a message from space, but it's all about the, aliens, the beans or whatever, turning up or whatever. Yeah. And this is done like a, a bit of a different way, but I liked the way that it's done. Yes. No, I, I agree with you about the fact there's a little bit missing, but I do, I do agree with you. I think it, if it can be extended just a little bit, maybe just add a little bit more onto it and see if that helps it. But I think, again, this is a
0: really good film. It is a good film. I, I enjoyed watching it. I just got to the end of it and thought, oh, I just want a bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what it was. As you say, the problem with it is we quite often say, if there's something missing, we can't always put a finger on what it is.
1: Yeah, it's, it Ooh, it's, it is good though to have a, it is good to have a film where you can't just go, That's definitely the problem. Yeah, yeah. So I have to sit there and say, look, there's something wrong. There's something missing. Admittedly, it's just our our opinion. But to sit there and yeah. say, look, we think there's something missing. not 100 percent sure what there is something a little bit is better than saying, look, you're definitely rubbish at making these films because of this. Yeah, but to no, say, to say, look, you can work on it. It's an amazing piece of work. Just keep tweaking it. I think it's better than saying it's actually a problem.
0: Yeah, I, I, agree. I mean, I think, as I say, I, I do think it's a good film and I think it's well mm. done. Um, it's just, as you say, in, it's our opinion. And, and for me, there was just something, I don't know what it was, but there was just something a bit missing.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I totally agree It's The fact that it's just sort of, if it, yeah. I think if it,
0: if it had been,
1: I don't know, extended a little bit and maybe a little bit more of a, not explanation, but a little bit more of something added to it would have helped, I think, but it's a lot yeah, more. Yeah. But it's, there's definitely something missing. But I do I do I'm not saying it's a bad film, I just think no. it's it needs a little bit of tweaking for my opinion. And that's
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Okay. On to our feature film. Now our feature film this week is a classic of British Seminar. Uh, it is a the nineteen fifty five uh, science fiction film, the Quatermass Experiment, uh, which is also known in certain uh, countries as the Creeping Unknown. Yeah, a bit odd, but there you go. Uh, the director for this was Val Guest. Now Val Guest did lots of films of many different genres. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he did loads and loads of different stuff. Uh, the writers, Val Guest uh co-wrote part of, part of this and uh richard h landau who did loads of tv stuff and that sort of thing um and it was a ri- the original story it came from was by nigel neal uh now nigel Neal did, did loads of tv and film work he wrote loads of um cult tv and film hits and he wrote yeah. all of the original a mass stories which mm-hmm. was made into tv series and then and films and that sort of thing this one was originally a tv series on the bbc
1: yeah
0: and then it was refilmed to make it into a feature film so they didn't take the original tv series and just edit it they they refilmed the whole film, thing. Oh, yeah so uh, it, it's, it's it was a good it, he he wrote loads of really good stuff one of my favorite ones of his is called the stone tape which is brilliant um, but it's this film, The uh, Quake Mass Experiment, the cast, is uh, Brian Levy or Levy, who played Quake Mass in all, all of the uh, 50s films, as far as I'm aware. Um, Jack Warner, who plays the detective and was on TV and radio a lot at the time. Was yeah. a uh, Marjorie Dean, Thora Hood, who is famous for being on TV in the UK. Yeah. Um, Gordon Jackson who some people might know from being in uh, The Professionals uh, David Kimwood Harold Lang Lionel Jeffries who ran in loads of British films um, probably most people will know fam- most famously from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang being the, uh, the, the slightly strange grandpa uh, Sam Keith who was in loads of <laughs> loads of uh, different films. Richard Wordsworth and Jane Asher, who was played a little girl, who went on to be very famous in lots of other things and and, mm. and other things like that. Yeah. So, the synopsis for this film says: Professor Bernard Quatermass's manned rocket ship returns to Earth, but two of the astronauts are missing, and the survivor seems ill and unable to communicate. Now, I saw this film years ago when I was a lad, Um, and I've seen it (laughs) a couple of times since then. And it is, I've got to say, it's one of my favourite old British movies. Yeah. I really like it. Um, I still think it works really well. I mean, there are a few bits of the, the effects and even a few bits of the story maybe that, don't stand up and the science that don't quite stand up to to modern sort of uh yeah as well as they could but i still think it's a really good film it's a really good story and it works really well yeah for the i i, I don't know for me for
1: i agree with you in, in the this. the fact that uh, certain parts of it i think stood up and amazingly well like just the, the sound about the effects not so much but there were parts of it that I thought were very well done, like the the um, the effects of like the the um, like his body deteriorating and the veins and stuff like that. Obviously I know they're probably just drawn on or whatever, but they were still they still looked amazing. Yeah, they
0: did. Um, I mean,
1: him looking really ill as well. I know it was probably not Harry always looks, so that must he looked sort of amazing. <laughs> uh, so I suppose some of the effects, obviously, for the time. When they were done i thought must have things myself they must have looked amazing and must have looked really shocking and okay uh, yeah they don't stand up to a lot of stuff nowadays but i think for then it was a very very sort of outright thing to do i'm not outright, but sort of a forward-thinking thing to do yeah
0: yeah I the mean, sort
1: of the look of the creature and the look of the growth stages
0: yeah i mean that i don't... It's funny, I think that the effects on the creature worked better when it was smaller. Mm. I think it looked really good. When they had the small one and they had the first little bit of it and then it kind of grew and then yeah. and broke out of the glass tank they had, I thought those bits worked really, really well. Yeah. Uh, and the, you remember, you're looking at the – when it's full grown and it's at the top of the scaffolding, it, it was superimposed mm. as kind of model onto real size scaffolding and it was lined up really really well and it worked it didn't look no like it had just been stuck on top
1: no it didn't and this is one of the things is it's i'm saying with certain certain effects on it it looked it still stood up to the test of time. Like it still stood up very well. And I know that there's certain films that we have seen, the like modern day ones that can't yeah. get that lining up that well. No. Same. There's, there's certain bits. I thought. Yeah, but that I, I put that down to age. Yeah. And like you said, there's certain certain bits within like the the actual wording and things that done because of the time. But again, I still think he's a very good film.
0: It is. I, 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 I agree. I think, I mean, the idea behind it as well, the story behind it is really good. And what I like is that Quatermass is kind of he's the main character in this, but he's really not likable at all. No. And the, th- the thing is, I was thinking as well, the fact that this film was made
1: in 55. 55 five. Yeah. Which, if I remember rightly, is at least five, six years. Before the first actual space man space mission.
0: Oh yeah, I mean we didn't go go to the moon until uh, was it sixty? I can't remember what
1: year it was. Yeah, so to to make a film, even TV films or like then a feature film or whatever about a, about something that people were worried about anyway. Especially with what was going on, I mean, must very have been
0: knowledge of, of, of yeah, space at the time, really.
1: Yeah, very little knowledge of what was going on, and the fact that okay, yeah, the science doesn't stand up now, but a lot of it was the fact that this could happen. Must have obviously had a lot of more people on it when they watched this film, but again, the fact that the rocket, I suppose, if you can call it that. Um, <laughs> And and the suits to a certain extent, but, but the whole idea of the fact that there is still stuff out there that we don't know what could be out in, this, in the space. Yeah, so yeah. this could theoretically happen. But the fact that i saying this has come up from an idea of uh, come around and an idea at the time that no one knew a lot about space.
0: No, I mean the, the, I was just looking it up. The first manned space flight was in 1961. So this is six, six years. years before. Yeah, and you so, about the fact as well that it was a year before this that it actually came out on the TV. Yeah, so yeah, the actual story was written like seven years before. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> some I'm saying, so for for someone seven years before the first manned mission, to sit there and write this story to say, look, this is yeah, it's it's science fiction, but it could also be a, f- a fact. Yeah, yeah. On little to know. Real evidence.
0: Yeah.
1: But what I like about it as well is the fact that obviously I know the fact that he wrote loads more and the fact that the, the way that it ended is blatantly, if you didn't know there was any more books or any more films or any more things, the way that it ended is like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start again. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this, you know, he's going to carry on. But even if he didn't, like, even if they didn't make up a film, for him to go, oh, I'm going to start again. Yeah. It could have it been perfectly fine left there. Yeah, yeah because of the fact that like, like it says in the newspaper articles there's so much secrecy and everything behind it in the first place yeah yeah and i just i like as much as this is saying there's certain bits of this i don't think stood the test of time that's because of think of stuff that was going on at the time like a lot of the, the the things that were said and done and written about but again other than that, it is a good film
0: yeah no i agree i, I must say yeah I, I mean I, having said this is one of my favourite old old British movies, I, I've got to say that I I have a trouble working out if, to choose between the Quatermass films, just the Quatermass films. I would have a problem with, with deciding whether or not this one or Quatermass and the Pit are the better of the of the <laughs> Quatermass films. There is there there are I think it's either three or four altogether, um, but this one and Quatermass and the Pit are my two favourites.
1: Yes, it, it does make me feel sort of, I don't know, obviously I know that certain films like this get called cult classics mainly because of the age, but I think this does, the whole way Mess mass experiment sort of genre works as cult classic films because of the yeah. fact that they are that, that sort of typical film that you would see of a cult classic. It, well, it's, it's nowadays dodgy effects and sort of the the science that doesn't hold up, but then when these were made, they were pinnacle and peak of what everything was
0: going on. You, you gotta look at as well at the fact that other movies that were coming out of the time that were science fiction films and that sort of thing were like they were what we would class, I suppose, as typical B movies. Yeah. The the story really wasn't well thought out. The effects might have been better, though they might have been worse or whatever, but that story wasn't, but it was nowhere near as good in as much as the way it was made. Uh we, we you got some top character actors in this, but people like Jack Baller and that sort kind of thing. He was he was on TV and on radio, a yeah. character actor all the time, same with Sam Kidd and a few of the other the other actors, and it just kind of like adds a little bit more depth to the yeah. characterization and the storylines.
1: But it's not just that, it's the fact that it shows, it shows obviously what the impact is. Because obviously, like we said about people that have gone on and done other things after this. So it's, yeah. it's made that effect. But I think with a lot of the films that are coming out at the time, they were a lot of the films that we class as B movies and stuff like that. It's because they were being pumped out because they could be. Yeah, it yeah. was easier to make films and even B movies and all that. It was, they could pump them out and all that. But to have a story, have. A good story and be able to make a good film out of it, it was rare. I think this is one of them rare occasions where
0: I, it, I must, it was a good film from a good story. I must admit, I still like the the uh, the the beginning of this is quite funny when it's kind of like you got this real dramatic thing going on where the rocket's crashed and it's all this kind of stuff, and and uh, you go to the police station. This guy comes out of a, a room and he's grabbed this. Lead. It's important. Lead takes it into his boss. And his boss said, "Have you got it?" He gave. It gives it to him, and he plugs one in there. And he plugs, moves some stuff around here and gets something out of his drawer, plugs it into there, and he's got a razor. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. that. That was just. I just thought it was brilliant because it was. It was so in keeping with the mood of the beginning of the film. It was so serious. Yeah, he's got the razor and he's over to shave.
1: <laughs> oh, it's just what I liked about the beginning. This stuff. And it again, it wasn't a film that wasted time on trying to do special effects that no one knew like the rocket bring coming in it, okay yeah i'm not 100 sure that a plane or a vehicle coming in at that fast would have stuck in the ground like a dart yes, but the, the fact that they didn't waste time on trying to force that and show that i think yeah. was good yeah it did, i said i did wonder at the beginning of whether or not i was watching the right film it but sort of starts off, with this, it starts off with this this couple walking down the path and a leisurely like, sort of stroll. And then all of a sudden they was like, oh, okay, I am watching the right film, okay.
0: <laughs> There's some interesting, there are some bits where it's sort of like, you know, the, and the cost of film probably stopped them doing much about it, but it was like when the fire brigade of... of, of Training their hoses on the door, and only about two of them are actually hitting anywhere near the door. Some of them aren't even hitting the rocket; they're just no.
1: like. It's just this bit before that as well when the the one the, the cars comes coming in, you can see the thing the gate has closed a little bit. Yeah, so the cars literally just drive into it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, I did like it. It was, it does show as well that I, I don't think nowadays it would happen because yeah. of the fact that someone turned up went. I'm from the M- Ministry of Defence, and they went, "All
0: right,
1: yeah." <laughs> <laughs> well, we must be. No one would lie about that. Well, but to say this-
0: the thing as well that got me yeah. was the fact that the actual crash site was probably. When you, if you look at the crash site, you look at how far the cars had to drive to get there. Right, it was probably about what a minute or two away from where the gate was. Yeah, but the. The guys, people were running from where the crash site was to the gate, and then jumping on a car to get lift back to where the crash site was. It was like, why?
1: It's just again, though, know, it's the fact that like they're, they're keeping this whole thing. Is, they've been told keep everyone back. <laughs> the three policemen that are on the gate let okay. I know you find out. You know you find out later on the fact that you the MOT thing. Yeah. Just let them walk onto the field. Don't even bother chasing us
0: and then you get you get a uh, i want everybody cleared from around here completely and yeah. they move them they move them the other side of the dirt track from the gate and there's a row of soldiers standing there <laughs> stopping them moving forward <laughs> behind a rope fence yeah, yeah. On, yeah. Not
1: really it's just that far away no it? it's just i did like it and it's just there's same it's, 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 it's a bit that didn't stand the test of time but i think other than that he's a good film
0: it is it's a, it's a great film I lo- I still love it now it it's it's, uh, it's and and the fact that they they have to electrocute the thing to stop it from spawning and it's great I love it and it was uh it, I think it it's a good film when it works within the time frame of of when it was made and when it was set yeah. The, the story works within the time frame of, of the late of the mid mid fifties. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it's a really good film and it's 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 good fun to watch, it's enjoyable to watch. Doesn't feel like you sat there for hours watching it because it's only about an hour and a half long if that yeah.
1: Happens. I'll come here though, it does show as well the fact that a lot of a lot of films now a lot of people say are all coming out of the States and coming out of Canada and stuff like that. Hmm. But it shows that some of the films that people calling classics and calling like I mean, uh, the sort of the gateway to a lot of the films around uh, are
0: British movies. We we've always had a good reputation for making good fantasy style films and, and science fiction films. That's that's why people still come to us to do things like special effects and, and special effects filming because we've had that history. And we, yeah. we've got it goes right the way back to the to the nineteen forties, you know I mean but
1: nothing to do with the fact that most English people are away with the fairies.
0: Well, he's doing stuff too, but that's not the point. Uh, right, thank you very much. Right, so uh, there you go. Uh, we had the river, which we thought was a good film, um, good stuff. Uh, Incoming, which we thought was a good film, maybe with something a little bit missing missing for us, but th- that was just for us. And yeah. quite a mass experiment, which we both agree is a cult classic and really worth a watch. Yes. Um, there you go. Thank you for your input, as always. Yes. Um Next week we have a an interesting one because I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see because I don't th- I've got a feeling there isn't a huge amount of difference necessarily but we're going to be comparing the nineteen sixty eight version of Night of the Living Dead
1: oh yeah nineteen
0: ninety version of Night of the Living Dead yes now the the, the interesting thing about this is the fact that the nineteen ninety version of Night of the Living Dead Is not one with fast zombies like the later one, the later remakes of the George A. Romero films were. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see because I haven't seen. uh, Let me think. I haven't seen the original one probably for about ten years, and I haven't seen the nineteen ninety one. I think I've only ever seen it twice. And both of those times were in the 1990s. So I haven't seen either of them for a while. So, it's going to be interesting to watch and see how... I, just love,
1: I do love the fact, though, that there is a certain character that appears... I think he appears in both of If not, one of my, my favourite characters does appear in the 1990s.
0: Okay.
1: Not characters, actors.
0: I actors, who's that? Tony Todd. All oh, right. I don't know.
1: In the nineteen ninety one, I know that.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's in the the first one. Um, after that, we are going to be looking at um, not necessarily the next week after that, but in a few weeks' time, we yes. are going to be looking at doing uh, a couple of short films we've been asked to review, and an interview with the guy who made them. Oh, and they're they're uh, interesting because they're science fiction films with a slight twist so yes, we're going to, we're going to be doing that, uh, let's say next week we've got the two like of the Living Dead films week after that we've probably got another normal normal uh, episode and yes. then, probably the week after that we will be doing the two short films and the interview Yeah. Um, we'll keep an eye out for that Um. thank you very much to so anybody oh. who watched, listened, felt, waved, imagined, yes. imagined. felt that felt the waves coming over the ether to the um, <laughs> and. Uh, Yeah. All I can say is we'll go off the month.
1: Can't even say I mean
0: that. Honestly. I mean that most sincerely. So, may all of your troubles be lepers? No. May all of your troubles be ball lepers? Oh. lepers, Leopards. No, not leopards either. Slippers. armpits amplitude i don't know what something anyway and on that note we will um finish Bye. bye bye The Sci Fora Film Podcast. The Sci-Forum Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.